You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome, welcome back, lovers, to a new episode of Love Drop Podcast. That is Reese, and I am T, and we are so happy that you are joined in with us tonight as we, you know, shoot the shit with y'all. Hello. Yes. So, Miss Sia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, our subject for today... It just popped up in my head because um, testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah, all I've been hearing is testing. And it ain't been the testing that we're going to talk about tonight or today, whenever y'all listening. But it's been something that needs to be talked about because, yeah, from what I've been reading and seeing, it ain't looking too good. Yeah, so you know, we we live in a society right now where a lot of people are obsessed with having raw sex without a condom and the information we're going to present to y'all this evening may or may not sway you to wrap it up. And I mean, <clears throat> like anyone else, we like raw sex. Humans Mm -hmm. like raw sex, just face it. But you have to be safe in having raw sex. You can't go out here wrong just any old body because looks can be deceiving. He could be fine as hell, but he got green liquid coming out of his pee-pee hole. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you just gotta be safe with it. And um, I know that I don't know uh, about the female condoms. I've, if you want me to be truthfully honest, truthfully, truthfully, um, I haven't used a, 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 a female condom or a woman condom. I don't even know what it looks like, if you want me to be honest. Um, and then male condoms, I don't like the Trojan. <laughs> the gold bag I don't like it it stinks yeah and now since now you know since we are on this subject it's it amazes me how so many men they laud their penis size by them using the gold wrapper the gold pack and a lot of y'all don't be having enough dick for the gold pack to be a baggy condom so not only do I have to deal with it smelling like Goodyear tires in this bedroom, I also got to deal with the fact that you got a hoodie over your dick. Like, this is a mess. No, um, seriously, though, um, I don't like them. They stink. They are not comfortable. Um, they're trash, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that people probably like, oh, but what kind of condoms do you use? I like the lo- the lifestyles, um, ultra sensitive, mm-hmm. ultra thin, because it does not feel like you have, it does not feel like you have a condom on. 
but you know that you have a condom on once the deed is done if you get what i'm saying um there's another brand skin i have never used their condoms i've used their lubricant just an fyi for people out there um y'all might turn y'all nose up but i don't really care because this is me if you're using a lubricant skin um their lubricant can be sold in dollar tree stores that's just an fyi really yeah some some people don't use lubricants i do um i just happened to be in one and i was what was i searching for i forgot what i was searching for but anyway um i was like skin lubricant okay okay i see you and it's not sticky um it doesn't leave like a film or anything so that's why i like it and it's not just, you know, for insertion. It could be used for anything else, but that's just me. Take it with it or leave it, whatever. Hey, um, girl, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is definitely something that women feel shame for using lube. And you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you are unable to, you know, have natural lubricant on your own. Sometimes you need a little bit of assistance. For instance, you might be in the mood to bust a nut, but you might not be fully aroused. And you know what will help you with that? Lube. Lube will help you with that because let me tell you, honey, (laughs) I've been wearing that rose out. Out. (laughs) And uh, I just had an experience with it where I was like, okay, T, maybe you need to start using lube with it. (laughs) maybe you need to start using loop with it so um that is definitely something that women should not be uh afraid to use i remember i did have to use lube with a partner and like i said this is i had to come to jesus moment y'all where i thought that every sexual encounter we had was wonderful and so i had to really start dealing in reality but there was a time where we were using lube and it's because he had he did not arouse me enough it is a man's job to do that. I'm sorry. He did not arouse me enough, but I still had sex with him anyway. But I bet you he came with a Magnum condom, Danny girl. Of course he did. That was all he used. So that's why I know firsthand what you mean by how they smell and how they're not necessarily the most comfortable. And, you know, if I had my choice, I like lifestyles as well. Back to what we were saying about raw sex. Yes, we love raw sex, but... You don't want to be so trusting with everybody because just because this person may look great on the outside, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on in the inside, which when we're talking about knowing your status, you know, most adults get tested every six months to a year. I just recently got tested for my annual, including my annual last week. And so I have a clean bill of health. You know, it's basically like, hey, if if we find something, we'll let you know. If we don't, we'll see you next year. You know, so I have a clean bill of health. I mean, yeah, then it also helps that I ain't getting none. (laughs) Mine was in um, the beginning of May, but... I'm not, um, as the kids will say, I'm not sexually active. (laughs) Yeah, and so, and I ask her, (laughs) and I ask my OB a lot of questions about, and I was like, yeah, girl, I know it's extra tight down there because I ain't getting none. (laughs) I'm glad they stopped using the the silver, uh, 
is it metal or I don't know what it is, but I'm glad they stopped using those and started using the plastic ones. The yes, plastic the plastic ones, ones definitely so are more, more comfortable. So much more comfortable. Oh, child. Oh, man. And those if you don't know what we're talking about, then you need to see a doctor, a sappington. A sap. So with your reproductive health being important um, for the prevention of SEDs in addition to practicing abstinence, if that's your thing, or if not, practicing safe sex, whether it's with a partner or by yourself, you know, these are things that you need to know. So, Reese, let me ask you, when you are ready to do the do with a man, whether you are casually dating this man, you're in a relationship with him, or if you if it, you know, you may have a one night stand, do you ask a man up front what his status is? Do you require him to get tested before y'all hit the sack? Um, if you want me to be completely, completely honest, there has been some times when I haven't, but um I'm I'm grown now. I ain't gonna say I wasn't grown then. It was more of a, have you been tested? Oh, yes. What was your results? Um, mm-hmm. They were clear. Cool. Um, but as I gotten older, it's more of a, have you been tested? Where is your results? <laughs> yes. And so, okay. I see your results. Cool. Um, if anything comes back to me, just know, you know, I'm missing some fries out of my Happy Meal. But um, no, I, I, I now i want to see the results and these mm-hmm. dates need to be up to date i don't need because men as we stated in a previous episode men do not like to go to the doctor right men don't like to go to the doctor for anything they could have a broken leg oh i'ma just take a nap and lay down that may work for some things but not for your broken leg bro go ahead head to the doctor so some men don't go to the doctor some men are good with it um i've come across partners um who you know I, they come with their results in hand you know <laughs> or they like hey text me their results i just went just wanted to let you know xyz okay cool yeah well for good. me i have not been the best at like really sticking with actually seeing results um i attempted with the last relationship i was in to ask but i didn't press the issue like i should have and anybody else that i did this because i was spinning the block and so i was (laughs) like all right well you know we we did it before whatever like that but um one guy that i spun the block on he actually was forthcoming with that information he asked me as well we did end up getting a little you know freaky or whatever like that where we were using protection and then he asked me about my status again in the heat of the moment I was like yeah nigga I got tested and so we just (laughs) (laughs) but he was the only man who actually asked me what my status was. And I said, I get tested every year. You know, there's an app for the the hospital that I'm a patient of. And, you know, they email you your results through the app. Mm-hmm. So I can easily show you my results. Right. Me too. However, I didn't ask to see his. I just took his word for it. Like I said, so it was only one person I asked, but I didn't press the issue. And he told me that he had gotten tested, but I didn't say, hey, let me see your results. Because like technology is at our fingertips literally so you can easily pull that information up and i need something for that same calendar year 
not from two okay. years ago. Oh, okay. Exactly. And I've had friends, so me and one of my um high school best friends, like especially when we graduated high school, um, I don't know if everybody knows, world world's aids day is december 1st so mm-hmm. december 1st we used to go get tested in the first year we did it it was um one two three four it was four of us and nervous we nervous mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like oh we know so we nervous because yes we've had unprotected sex before yes um, but then you not so nervous because you've been tested with this person so cool yeah and- it it was an experience, especially as 18-year-olds, that you're going to get tested for World's AIDS Day. And I think we saw it because of um, one of those programs on BET. I want to say College Hill, which I miss stuff like that for the younger generation because mm-hmm. you could ask somebody under 25 now or under 20 or maybe even under 30, when is World's AIDS Day? They probably wouldn't know. Um but we did that. It was fun because they had different activities, but it was a nerve-wrecking thing because it's like, well, dang, do I or do I not? And it's mm-hmm. not like um, a test where it could be negative today and positive tomorrow. Like, it lets you know this is what's in your system right now. So mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, I haven't did it on World's AIDS Day. I m- m- mostly do it. Uh, when I do my checkups now mm-hmm. just you know to handle myself to you know see how it is but um I feel like they should like bring back that type of because prom- I, I don't see any of that type of promotion I- either anywhere nope. that's true and that was the first time that I had learned about World AIDS Day I was in college mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. allowed you know they had rapid testing it was definitely a big thing made out of it because let's be real when you was in college it was like a big petri dish a big petri dish where people hygiene may not be the best you know your your sexual health and responsibility is not the best although you have a free clinic on campus Mm -hmm. but you know like some you know a lot of things that we didn't know back then because we was ignorant towards it you know what i mean so like it might be somebody you know who you heard on campus was burning, but now says everybody know they too embarrassed to go to the free clinic to get, you know, the treatment that they need, or they might tip out and go to an area hospital to get treatment that they need, or they might not at all and they just burning, just nasty. But right. <laughs> but yes, I remember that initial nervousness, like you mentioned, I had I was not always responsible with practicing safe sex. So you know, it was a little bit nerve wracking. And, and once you got those negative test results, you breathe a sigh of relief. You were like, all right, y'all, now let's go to Thirsty Thursdays, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's some dollars race. Let's celebrate. Woo! We got eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't nothing. You are not lying. It was like, okay, so let's go ahead and go to the club because we good so and it was just i don't know it just was different um something else that uh pops up in my mind when it comes to stds is hpv Mm -hmm. um when and that is um human papilloma there we go (laughs) infection and um 
virus, whatever. Um, I didn't hear anything about that until I was almost 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about a vaccine for it. When I was in high school, it was, you know, um, wear a condom, don't have sex because you're going to have kids. That's basically what sex ed was about. Health class was about. We didn't hear anything about um, HPV. Um, what What about you and your? Because I'm in St. Louis. You in a whole different side of the country. I'm Midwest. You're on the East Coast. So, did you hear anything about HPV when you were like a teenager or in high school or even pre well college? Not in high school and not even in college. It wasn't until being transparent for our listeners it wasn't until i you know was getting my annual and my pap came back abnormal and so i'm like okay what does that mean run a few tests we want to you know take a culture from your cervix so i'm like okay and so that's how i learned about it there are so many different strains of hpv Um, Some of them can lead towards uh, cervical cancer Um, there. But yes, there are so many people that's walking around with it and they may or may not know it. So when information about Gardasil came out, I was way past the age to receive that vaccination because I was grown. And so, of course, naturally, when I got the information, I thought I was going to die. I just, I thought I was going to die. My boyfriend at the time had to console me. I was like, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And it was just basically a surgery that I had to get to ensure that it would not lead to cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. So I had to get tested more, um, more frequently. So if I was getting tested every 12 months, I had to get tested every six months and the whole healing process with it that came with it it totally killed the intimacy during that time of healing so it was a very scary time because i'm like what nigga gave this to me like how did i get it why does it happen to me why why lord why 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 but you know um i think that even if you may learn about you having hpv or any really std that you should not feel complete shame for it Mm-hmm. Um, you should go and get the treatment that you need and practice safe practices in the future so to prevent it from happening again. Right. So it, it was definitely a lot of things that I did not know about it. And again, like I said, I thought I was going to die. Anytime I got to go underneath the knife, I think I'm going to die. So I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, why? Why? Yeah, why? So, yeah, so it was just a scary thing because it was the first time outside of like a yeast infection or a UTI or a bladder infection that I dealt with. So of course, naturally I'm thinking that this is the end. This is the end of the rope for me, but it's not, like I said, um, the more information I learned about it, there's so many different strains of HPV out there. There's a lot of adults that's walking around with it and may know that they have, or may not know that they have it, but Some, not all forms of it leads to some type of cervical cancer. It does not cause infertility. It does not cause, um, it's not something that you can pass along to your partner or it will not cause any issues with conception. You want to, you know, conceive a child. But I did not learn about it until adulthood. So I'm glad that now they offer that for teenagers because let's be real, most 
teenagers can start to become sexually active. So that's something that is an extra measure of protection for them at a younger age, as opposed to me when I was in my early to mid twenties when uh, when I learned about it. But yeah, I didn't learn about it until I was an adult, and unfortunately, had an abnormal pap. <laughs> that's how I found out about it. And uh, an abnormal pap does not always mean that you have something. It could be uh, a cyst that you get monthly with your monthly visitor. So, mm-hmm. with these type of things, you wouldn't know if you don't visit a doctor. So we encourage everyone lady man binary all of you all go see a doctor yes and don't feel shame again as we mentioned we are not here to judge we are here to be transparent we're also here to educate and to inform so even if you unfortunately have an sti or an std get treatment as soon as you possibly Mm -hmm. can because you don't want it to show up later in life, maybe being like the what is it, shingles or hepatitis C or B or yeah, yeah, so many okay, different so, things. And that and that's what um that's what else we I was gonna talk about. But you got me to this. So hey, um, it could come into the, a, a form of something else, like she said, a hepatitis C that goes from like um, and I could. I'm not going to say correct me if I'm wrong because we're not medical professionals, but just asking questions with the doctor goes from like BV to something else to something else. And then like, as you get older, you got shingles. I mean, you got uh, hepatitis C because it's not of you. It's a, a hygiene thing. And so a lot of people, they say that BV isn't um, an STD or an STI, but it comes in well it shows up as one if you have the symptoms you would think you have one of those um stds or stis yeah the symptoms are very similar yeah very similar and if you um that's another thing that is that can be very nerve-wracking and also make you feel embarrassed because Mm -hmm. in addition to the symptoms is the odor with it as well so that is nerve-wracking as well. And anything can cause bacterial vaginosis if y'all don't know what BV yeah. is. Anything, it could be a change in your pH balance. It could either come from you or it could come from your partner if right. you're having unprotected sex. And, <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, detergent, it could be some detergent stress. To be honest, men throw your pH balance off and this is no lack to men. It's just you know, y'all throw it off. Mm-hmm. Ain't no other way to put it, but y'all throw it off. Yeah, and keep keep clean. You know, because <laughs> they they would come outside from outside working on cars and be like, "Let me get some, mm-hmm. sir. You have not washed yourself. <laughs> your penis is dirty. The royal <laughs> penis is dirty, your highness. No, sidebar, so, sidebar, yeah. real quick, Reese. It this remind me of a a, a conversation that. A man asked a question on social media. How do you feel if your man just want to have sex with you and you have not showered before? He just like, he got to have you. And some people said, you know, hey, I'm with it. Other people was like, "Mm, I ain't with it because no. But we just want to also reiterate to our listeners is that, yes, uh, uh, you know, 
BV can be caused by sexual activity, but it can also be caused by so many other different things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of women, unfortunately, experience BV from a man not being honest with you. Because if he's sleeping with you without a condom, he's sleeping with other women without a condom, and then y'all just mixing and mingling, and bam, and, and, BV. And not, not, not only that, I'm not sure if anybody participates in this activity anymore, but um, fingering, I guess, you know, mm. some, some men don't clean their nails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. been a while. <laughs> so, you know, that could <laughs> cause it, too. It just depends. But, um, yeah, it, it's more of a, and we're not saying that you have to be monk and be OCD, but these are parts of your body that are sacred. Mm-hmm. So just just be mindful of it. Um, I was looking at um, some articles and one of them is from our friends at the CDC because, you know, we've been hearing a lot from them lately. Them lying niggas. <laughs> um, reported STDs reach all-time high for the sixth consecutive year. Yikes. More than 2.5 million cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis reported in 2019. This article is from 2021, April 13th. So that's this year. Six consecutive years. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. And so from all the articles that I was reading um, on the subject since we were talking about it, Chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis are the top three STDs. I didn't know that. But reading it, it's like, Jesus. Wow. Did you see these stats for STD rates? Man, look. Wow. Yeah. It's Black people, Black women, Black people, Black people, we are getting hit hard. Mm-hmm. Five to eight times harder than yeah. non-Hispanic and white people. We getting hit hard, y'all. Real hard. Very hard. And again, you know, with Black women, <laughs> we find, you know, statistics on Black women is even more than that. So we... We have to, you know, take responsibilities for our sexual health, most definitely. And just as Reese mentioned, you know, our parts are sacred. So you want not only clean, like cleanliness and hygiene to be clean, but you just want to also make sure that you are practicing safe practice, safe sex practices as well. Um Reese pulled up some stats because I live in Philly and Reese lives in St. Louis. And I wasn't surprised to see the information about Philly. We rank third. This is as of January 14, 2020. We rank third nationwide for the highest STD rate. So you remember, y'all, I said I was wearing my rose out. And y'all see why? Because that shit is disturbing but i'm not surprised because when i think about the wealth of knowledge that we may or may not have had i do remember us having you know sex education in school but you know some 
some of our peers or even people older than us have kids they grow up to be prudes and, and they don't want their kids learning about sexual education so if they don't learn it from you or don't learn it from school they're going to get misinformation and be misguided in life and it leads to high std rates man and so um states with the highest sti rates are alaska alaska what they doing over here i'm sorry i'm sorry my thought was like Alaska, like uh, I, I didn't look. <laughs> I can't even talk. I didn't look at the um. I didn't look at the population, so maybe you know I don't know. But um, Alaska is number one. Mississippi is number two. Number three is Louisiana. Number four is South Carolina. Number five is New Mexico. For um, chlamydia, states with the highest rates, Alaska, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, New Mexico. The lowest rates for chlamydia is West Virginia, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and Utah. Um, Don't black people live here. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, okay. So, so we're on the same point. We're on the same point because I'm like... Oh, I, you know, I was trying to think where it was Missy and Timberland from, but you know, they from Virginia. Okay, not West Virginia. Okay, cool. no, they from like the Virginia Beach area. Okay, okay. And so, um, states with the highest uh, reported rates for gonorrhea: Mississippi, Alaska, South Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana. States with the lowest again is Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Wyoming. I don't know no black people live in Wyoming. In <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia. And then states with the highest uh, and primary secondary syphilis cases, Nevada, California, Mississippi, Georgia, Arizona. States with the lowest reporting primary and secondary would be Vermont, Connecticut, Wisconsin. I cannot never say that. And Idaho and Iowa. So to me, it looks like Mississippi is just they assess pool of STDs down there, and that's where the fine men be. But Lord, yeah, and I'm wondering if part of the reason why they have such a high rate of STDs down there is because we can start, we can bring this into the conversation. Religion. That part. Yeah, so um, people have sex, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether you're religious or not. But a lot of the religious hangups that I hear from a lot of people, like real, real church, like I'm a woman of faith, but I'm not a church freak. Okay, let's get that clear. All Mm -hmm. right. But um, a lot of them are very sexually repressed Mm -hmm. and sexually uneducated. Mm -hmm. And so I am not surprised about that, but I am sad that they are getting hit hard the way that they are in in those southern states with those STD rates. But, you know, education is paramount. And so, like I said, if they're no longer teaching sex ed in schools and now, you know, we have a mixture of in-person learning and hybrid and some might be complete online learning 
as parents, as aunties, as cousins, as siblings, we have a responsibility to educate as well. Because the more information that we can give that is correct, the less likely, you know, we will have family members that are misguided and walking around with misinformation. No, we cannot change the decisions that they make if they choose to go ahead and still have sex anyway, but at least we can have peace of mind knowing that we educated them as much as we possibly can. So for instance, if you have a family member that's young and you might feel, you know, when you get older, you might feel a little bit of a prude, but like, no, let's, let's remember how we were when we was that age. If you have somebody in your family, young, you know, cousin or whatever, she might be young teen, maybe 13, 14. She feels like she's ready for sex have that conversation with her and if possible go to the her, a doctor's appointment with her or to the free clinic and make sure she gets on the pill because because not only that um we live in the uh we're in a generation where they think that everything that's posted on the internet or posted on youtube or on social media is correct mm-hmm. and is not always correct is and I've had to correct my daughter with um that because um one of her friends said that she was a lesbian, but she thought that being a lesbian meaning that she liked jelly beans. Oh, because they're different colors. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's a teachable moment. Teachable yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, jelly beans? Yeah, because they're they're rainbow colored. I was Aww. like, what? The innocence of children. <laughs> and like, it's not what that means. <laughs> and so, and that, that triggered in me. Get to your daughter and have a talk with her, you know, and let her know certain stuff because everything that you see on the internet, everything that's on YouTube, social media is not always correct. Yes. And so this now with you speaking of your daughter, it just makes me go back to the time when I was growing up and I did not have a healthy relationship with the conversation on sex because it was not something that I discussed with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom, I, I grew up, I don't want to say a super strict religious home, but I want to say I grew up in a super strict religious home. So it was never discussed about, it's just, you better not have sex, but why? Like, or have a baby. Why? Or have a baby, exactly. Mm-hmm. But why? But why? You know, these are questions that I had. And so unfortunately, I was influenced by a lot of things of what I heard from my peers. And I also was trying to decipher images on the Spice channel. Oh, girl. (laughs) And reading The Joy of Sex when I was a teenager. So that was how I learned, you know. And so I remember the very first time where I, I felt that fire below the belt is when I watched Drew Hill's in my bed video and Nokia poured that hot wax on his chest. <laughs> that was the first time I felt a tingle in my loins. So, you know, I just didn't have that education and my mom was just telling me, no, you better not do this. And then I made the decision to have sex at a young age. And when asked about it, 
I couldn't lie because she asked me to my face and she would ask me over the phone, I would have lied. She asked mm-hmm. me to my face. The next thing I know, I'm at the doctor getting tested for this, 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 and the third. And see, you didn't know it's a whole bunch of responsibility with sex. Well, why didn't you educate me before right. I got to this point? So now here I am feeling embarrassed in front of my doctor. She asked, do you think she should get on birth control? No, 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 because she's not going to have sex no more. And two weeks later, what was I doing? Having sex with some right. nigga in his mom's basement on a pullout couch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I didn't actually get on any type of birth control until I was in college. So, you know, having that conversation with your kids, regardless of how you feel, your kids do not, you don't own your kids. You don't, you should want your children to have their own agency and make their own informed decisions. That's the point we're trying to drive. You want them to make an informed decision. So even if you may not approve of them having sex at a young age, you at least have the confidence to know that you educated them as much as you possibly can to make informed decisions. Because I truly believe that if I was better informed as to what all entails with sex so it's more than just a physical aspect your emotions can get involved in it it can be a mental thing i think i probably would have waited at least until college at least at least until college and so i feel like that's kind of what happened anyway because most of all of the sexual experiences that i had i experienced while in college but i'm just saying that i think that i probably would have waited a little you know, a couple more years before I actually decided to make that decision. But, you know, those conversations came later in life where my mother and me, I'm well into my thirties asking her questions like, did you ever do this? You know, did you ever do like, whatever we talk about here, it stays here. Cause we on vacation. And some of the stuff that she did not do, I was surprised. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I did that. Oh, I did that. And my mom looking at me like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, your daughter did that. So, (laughs) you know, I just think that if I would have had that conversation with her years before, it would have made our relationship a lot better back then. But it's good now, but it it just would have been a continued healthy relationship. So I even just the examples that I have with with my friends who have children, y'all are my village. I, I, I'm going to be looking to y'all for a lot because my parents' generation and the generation before my parents, I, I, no, I can't. I refuse to get my parenting style from them. Yeah. So, you know, so just seeing you guys have healthy relationships with your children, how you raise them and, you know, having their own agency and it is just beautiful. So I have a village y'all. So I'm just saying that, this is something that we want to drive a point with, you know, whether you have children, again, you, your auntie, a sibling, you got cousins or whatever like that. We really want to educate our youth as much as we possibly can, because we don't want them to think that sex is what they see in porn. Right. And you don't necessarily have to go on a porn site to see porn. That porn. So you, you can see porn on Twitter. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like, and I remember Tumblr was, I I wasn't on Tumblr, but I remember Tumblr, you know, was definitely a thing. So there's so many different, you was on Tumblr. (laughs) There's so many ways that, you know, that kids have access to these things, but you want them to know, because let's be real, Mm -hmm. there's still grown, grown men that believe 
the type of sex that they see in porn, which is for entertainment purposes, is what you was really supposed to do on the regular. And that's not going to work. Fella. Nope. And then you have them, they might have the full meat package and they feel like a woman running, running away. A woman, oh, you running from it. You running from it. It hurts. Yes, that's not a good thing. Me and it's uncomfortable. It's, so that's no. not good. That means you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah. but that's this is not what this <laughs> this is well, not what like this episode said, is about. Um, I didn't. Uh, I've said in previous episodes, my mother didn't raise me. Uh, my grandmother wasn't going to talk to me about sex. She didn't talk to me about having a period. But that's another <laughs> another story for another day. Um, so it was basically me relying on um reading books. And conversations with my friends, mm-hmm. me, uh, and I'm still friends with. I'll say most of the young ladies that I was friends with in middle school and in high school. So we would have these candid conversations where it's like, "Oh, we was kissing, and he tried to do this, but it didn't feel right because his nail kept scratching me or X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z." So, mm-hmm. as a mother, I plan on making that conversation even though I know it's going to be hard because at the end of the day, that's still my baby. Um, I want her to be open to have those conversations with me. Mm-hmm. She, she don't listen to my podcast and she ain't till she get a little older, but my mother has. So, and I said that in one of the episodes <laughs> when she and she said, well, girl, you said dick so many times. I didn't even think I heard dick come out your mouth. I was like, yeah, but um, I'm grown. Like, I'm good and grown. Like, I got a whole kid grown. So, well, at least your mom listened to it. My mom is not ready to hear me dr- dropping no four-letter words and talking about sex. <laughs> pause. Pause, T. Why my daddy was like, yeah. And uh, when you set up my uh, fire stick, you can add your pocket. I said, I, I will not. <laughs> I said, I will not. He told me some why. I said, hey, I be cursing. He told me, I've heard you curse. Yeah, I be doing a different type of cursing. You don't want to hear that. Not from your oldest, your your sweet oldest daughter. You don't want to hear. He just laughed. Because he know my, if anybody knows I'm a piece of work, it's my daddy. Mm-hmm. He don't know what type of piece of work I am. So we going to keep it that way. We going to keep it that way. You know what? And I never had that type of relation. Like I said, when I finally had a conversation with my mom about sex, um, I was, like I said, I was well into my 30s and we were on vacation together. And whatever we talked about there stayed there. I wouldn't even try to have no conversation like that with my dad about nothing. Because my dad act like a real old man. And he's not. He will only be 59 this year. But he act like a, a real hey, old my man. Daddy older than your daddy? Yeah, I got young parents. My mom, 56. <laughs> my mama, yeah. My mama, I think she either 53 or 54. Oh, she a baby. Yeah. And then my dad, he's about to be 60. So yeah my dad we had the conversation but we didn't have the conversation it was like are you having sex and I was like no but at that time I was just you know getting uh I don't know I know the term but I can't say it for (laughs) out that term (laughs) I was just getting dead until I was about 17 oh I didn't get that to college 
from like 15 to 17 that's all that is it i'll see you later oh yeah um, see i i was like <laughs> and i said this this is like another sidebar i was like yo how was i having sex in high school with no real foreplay like the foreplay that i knew by the time i got to college like how was like how was i enjoying that in high school like it just boggles my and mind <laughs> And the thing with that was I was messing with older dudes. They weren't like significantly older. Like I was 15 and he was like 17 or 18. Oh, that's not or that I bad. was 17 and he was like 19, 20. So <laughs> the 19, 20 is a little iffy, but I was emancipated. So that goes into a different subject in itself. But I that's all I was getting done until I turned 17. And 17, I decided to have uh decided to have sex and the penis was small he didn't know i'm gonna assume he didn't know what he was doing Mm -hmm. um because it there was no insertion it was just at the clip and after that and that was my boyfriend for about i want to say two years and one night having a conversation with me and my friends, like we used to just sit at each other's houses and have conversations. And I'm like, yeah, it just don't like it's cool. I like it, but I don't know if that's it. And my friend had to explain to me. That's why I said I learned my conversations through my friend. My friend had to explain to me, like, yeah, that's not the penis wasn't being inserted in you. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. After that. It was more like, do you know what you're doing before mm-hmm. we get into this? <laughs> so if I would have had a, a mother or an auntie to tell me as opposed to don't get pregnant. Right. Because I heard a lot of don't get pregnant. Um, I know you having sex because you got hips and ass. No, I'm not. That is so strange when they say stuff like that. Yeah, and and that's the type, and like you said, that's the type of generational curses that I want to break with my daughter. Like, if you feel like you're 15 and that's what you want to do, I I low-key want to talk you out of it, but let's talk you into some different suggestions here. Um, And like you you mentioned birth control, to backtrack, my bad. Um, You mentioned birth control. And yes, birth control does prevent pregnancy, but birth control also um, uh, equalize the the menstrual too. So it could help. It just depends. You don't also don't need to. It it's just you have to go to the doctor and see what's best for you. Yes. So that and is definitely best for you because you hear a lot of people say oh well the shot made me gain weight or Mm -hmm. the thing in my arm it traveled to my back or the um i i don't know the names for these things people don't think that i'm uneducated i know what they do i just don't use them so if it's not for me i I, i'm not for it i don't understand i don't know and i think it's the iud that goes Mm -hmm. inside of you yeah Plenty of people that I know have said, oh, it gets stuck to the left or stuck to the right or it goes in somewhere it don't belong. So I, me, I stick to the pill. My alarm goes off. It says baby repellent and I'm good. 
Yeah, so that is the only form of birth control that I've been on since, I want to say 2005, 2006. And I went off um, twice, two years. I don't know why, because I wasn't trying to make no baby. But um, I had went off it twice um, for two years. But for the most part, since 2005, 2006, I've been on a pill. You definitely want to explore your options and don't allow even your healthcare professionals Mm -hmm. to talk you into a form of birth control that you Mm -hmm. are not 100% on board with. And I definitely have heard some horror stories about women being on Depo uh, Prova. So that was something that I did not want. The IUD would not be an ideal form of birth control for me because I do want to, you know, have children. And, you know, that is a form of birth control that lasts for a couple of years inserted in you, as mm-hmm. well as Nexaplan, um, the, the one that goes into your arm. Okay. So those are not options <laughs> for me. See, with the pill, you know, whenever I am ready to, you know, put a bun in this oven, maybe two, I can easily stop taking the pill one month and then, you know, just be ready to be ovulating or, you know, I got a story for y'all. Okay. (laughs) So is this on? (laughs) Can you hear me correctly? Oh girl. I remember when my mom found my birth control pills and she was acting like she was so disappointed. I was like, for what? I was like, shit, if you knew Uh all the shit I was doing in school, you would be happy. I'm on the pill. My story to you. Let me tell you my story. Okay. Mm -mm. Story time. Cue the music. There we go. So I was with my daughter's father and we had a conversation about having kids. Now, if you know me, you know, I didn't want to have kids because I really don't like it. I like kids, but I really don't like kids because they can always go back to their parents. <laughs> um, you know, there was a misplacement of the pill pack and I went to go make an appointment to get another one because the prescription was already up. But homegirl was pregnant and I had only missed the pill by 10 days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the pill is, is effective for me because don't give me, we was getting it in. Oh, <laughs> we was getting it in. But the minute, like after seven days, I guess the pill was like, oh, she ain't coming back. And then them little swimmers was like, cool. We about to go ahead and make a baby. And here we are almost 10 years later and I have a whole human that is in my home that uh, is just, she's here. So yeah, the pill is to me is the most effective. I don't like nothing being stuck in me. I don't like shots. I am um, 30 fine and I don't like shots. Okay. I don't <laughs> like them. Uh, I don't want nothing shot up in me. Uh, I don't like tampons. So that tells you right there. I don't want nothing inside of me except for another organ, but that's in, in something battery or chargeable. But anyway, um, yeah, that's my story on the pill. Cause, and I didn't even start taking pills until I was 21. Okay. Yeah, I was, a, uh, I want to say maybe... Had I turned 21 by then? Yeah, I yeah I turned 21 in 2005. Yeah, so 2005, 2006, on a, a like total sidebar, I don't know who they looking for in Philadelphia, but y'all got me sounding like I live in Watts, California or some shit because y'all got the helicopters or who y'all looking for? Like, do I need to get down or lay down on the ground? 
Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway. Don't, don't feel bad, T. It's the same friends, St. Louis. Like, what the hell is going on? Who y'all looking like, for? He was like, dang, they still going around. I hope they find them because I'm trying to go to sleep. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to pod here. Can y'all please right. find this nigga so I can get back to reproductive? Yo, like the ghetto for real. But anyway, um yeah, with the with the pill, that was a decision that I decided to make mm-hmm. on my own. And at that time I was not having raw sex. I just was looking at all of the recklessness and the close calls that I had while in school. So I said, hey, I need to have some type of backup. So like I said, boom. So like I said, my mom, I left my pill on the counter, my pill pack on the counter, and she was acting like she was all disappointed. And I'm like, for what? I'm like, you should be happy that I'm even on the pill because all the crazy stuff I'm doing in school, you should be happy. So now fast forward a couple years after that and I was in a relationship with my college sweetheart and she's talking about I'm surprised that y'all didn't have no baby wait a minute ma'am miss church lady you didn't was disappointed you found my birth control pack on the counter and then you saying that you kind of surprised I didn't get pregnant when we was living together what is it Uchi Wiley or is it one mic Hey. That's when she was, you know, having a desire. So I was like, oh, my friends, they got grandkids. I said, well, you're not getting no grandkids from me no time soon. And then, boom, my sister ends up meeting her husband while she was in school. And now they have three beautiful children. Aww. So my mom left me alone after. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was just like so crazy. I'm like, okay, church lady, like, are you not wanting me to <laughs> fulfill my carnal desire and lust? Or do you want a grandchild? So now my sister took care of that for me times three. So I ain't got to worry right. about my mom pressuring me Meanwhile, about that. I was crying like a big old baby. Because I I told my dad, I was like, um, so <laughs> I said, so um, I've been having sex. And uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> he said, well, I kind of knew you've been having sex because you're grown. But because I was 25. So. I was like, mm, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is that I had conversations with my aunts on my dad's side about sex, but I had, I was already having sex by then because we were grown. Um, but I had more open conversations with my aunts than I did with either one of my parents. Well, first of all, I wouldn't even think to have a conversation with my dad because my dad is not... He is the last person to be telling me about sexual responsibility. He has six children. And like I said with my mom, I didn't have a comfortable. <laughs> That's look, my uncle got a, a 11 month old and he's 60. No, you missing it. Like my dad has a nine year old granddaughter and a nine year old son. Yeah. And my uncle got his, 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 he has, he has grown kids that's almost 40 and just had a baby and he's Whoa. 60. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Uncle yeah. gonna have to get you together. We gonna have I'm to take mess. you to the doctor. <laughs> and I told my dad, I said, don't you even think about it. He said, are you kidding me? I already got six kids. I said, well, keep it that way. Man. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so the 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 few men that are in my family 
I would not dare have no conversation with them about no sex. But um, yeah, but my aunts on my dad's side, they were open to having conversations with my cousins and me. And it didn't feel weird. It didn't feel, you know, forced or like I had to tell them. It just came natural to have that conversation with them. And yes, a part of me wished that I could have had that type of open conversation with my mom um, at that time, but it's all good. So I share little bits and pieces with her now, but I was like, I don't know if she really ready to know all the type of stuff I'm into. So like, even I remember when she thought that I was using a toy and she was scared to come into my room and I said, no, I'm actually using it for intended purposes. I have a knot in my shoulder. I'm not using it for that. <laughs> I'm not using it for that. Yeah. And even when we were in, we just so happened to end up at a sex shop. And I was like, oh, mom, you know, you, I, I don't buy stuff like that. I said, what? Girl, you bugging. You are bugging. I said, ain't you single? Well, she's not newly divorced. She's been divorced for years now. But I'm just saying, like, you a single divorced girl. woman. Girl, what's wrong with you? And her kids grown. Let me tell kids you. Kids is grown. She better get I'm going to be out here wilding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, sometimes she be acting like she young. I'm like, ah, right, pull it back in. Pull it back in. Because when we Man. go out together with me and my mom, Big Leash, we go out. <laughs> them niggas be all up in her grill. I was like, do y'all not see me standing here? looking fine as ever and you want to talk to my mom i know you i know she my mom and so then got my aunt my aunt friends i said oh yeah y'all look like y'all could be. i said don't be telling us we look like we could be sisters because i already hear that enough when we go out <laughs> so i sound like a hater but yeah my mom be feeling herself but i'm like uh-uh no don't be saying that because niggas will be checking for her when we go out and they don't be checking for me when we go out to the old old head uh venues they definitely be all up in my mom, girl. They'll never ask me to dance. I'll be bored. <laughs> girl. <laughs> Sitting there taking selfies. And I guess that's how that's her daughter. I don't want no parts of her. Let me dance with her moms. <laughs> no, it be more on my end. They'll think that I'm my mama. And uh, like when I go visit my grandparents, they'll think that I'm my mama. So all her little old little friends, little male friends and little boyfriends would be like, you, you, you such and such daughter. Or are you her? I'm like, no, I'm her daughter. Oh, yeah, you her daughter. You got her attitude. Mm-hmm. You just, and this is woman. He's, but you just as fine as you want to be. Mm-hmm. I know, sir. Mm-hmm. I know. But go on somewhere. <laughs> go on somewhere, Skeeter. Go on somewhere. Girl, one time I was dancing. It's, I had two funny incidents. One time I was dancing with an old year. He had on some Stacey Adams fly hat. You know, he was dressed down. <laughs> That man danced circles around me. I was not ready. I was like, wow. I was not ready. I mean, he was a really good dancer. And he was dancing circles around me. Then I was dancing with this other old head at another function. And I guess he started to get a little bit too excited. And I was like, all right, old head. I'm about to I'm about to bust a coronary in you. Like, back up. Please back up. So you know, you know, funny situations when we go out and um, something that we had wanted to also mention is that, you know, taking a little break or hiatus with, you know, maybe actively dating, we was also going to mention, you know, what we've been up to recently. So 
I'll start. So, <laughs> so initially, I said, all right, 2021, I'm going to be ready to be outside, be fully vaccinated. I'm going to be in these streets in the summer. I went out the weekend of my birthday. I went out last week um, to a, what I thought was a restaurant and ended up being a bar. And I just was not ready. Like on the inside, I was screaming, like, I want to go home. I want to go home. But I stuck it out. Had some really good tacos, some good conversation, little cute little bartender, little young tender, little light skin situation. I don't know who decided to start playing keep sweat in the club. I mean, in the bar. How deep is your love? I said, uh uh-uh, uh, you need to change that. And he was like, what you want to hear? And I was like, put on some music I could dance to. And he was like, like what? And I'm like, you know, like Meg, you know, um, Cardi, the City Girls, whatever like that. So he finally put some music on. And so, of course, I had to get in my ratchet bag real quick. I didn't get up and dance. But, you know, I just was basically cheer dancing, whatever, like that. Got my arms up. Ew, you know, all, all real extra ratchet with my drink in my hand, like how I used to be back in the day. Fast forward to the next day. I, I felt like shit the next day. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was just out. I was out about without a mask on for, the, for you know, a period of time. And I just was freaking out my anxiety has just started to calm down a week later. So I thought that I was, you know, really, truly ready to, you know, really get back out there this summer, but I have not successfully transitioned back into, I guess you would say the real world. And when I say the real world, I mean, outside of me working from home primarily, you know, going out to the supermarket to go food shopping or to uh, the, the pharmacy to pick up my prescriptions or whatever the case may be. But getting back to some form of living in a real world, I'm not there yet. And I've always had anxiety in large crowds, but it has gotten condensed to smaller crowds, especially with COVID. So thought I was ready because, you know, I'm still looking for, you know, to find men. But now since they done lifted the mask mandate in PA, I could see men's faces and all the cute men not in Target no more, y'all. So I got to come up with a plan B. Well, I think they lifted the mask mandate everywhere. They just put ours back on last Monday uh, here in Missouri. But that's because down in the boot hill. Um, if y'all know what the Boo Hill is, that's um where the white folks be at. <laughs> and uh they still don't wear masks out well in St. Louis because St. Louis is more like what can I say? St. Louis is more like a it's a a big city, but it's not the state capital. So it's okay. and it's more black people here between Kansas City and St. Louis that's where your black people at. Um, you may find some in Columbia because that's where Mizzou is at. But otherwise, those three, you're not really going to find them. The Boo Hill is the bottom of the state. That's where all of Trump's people are. So, you know, they weren't wearing no mask. And that's where a majority of the cases came from. Um, so they ended up putting the mask mandate back on. Now, granted, I still wear mine. Other people don't. That's neither here nor there 
but um yeah you are you begin to see like y'all you're not so fine with that mask on the hat and the mask save you the hat and the mask is really saving these men um but that's another story for another day (laughs) (laughs) is hat fishing out here hat hat fishing and masking around her because I saw one, he was so fine. And then I happened to see him like outside in the parking lot because we were at Target. I still have not found my Target boo, y'all. But I also haven't been oh, to that man. Target. I think I'm going to go. I'm not going to go now because now my eyebrows look like Anthony Davis and I need a haircut. Sure but <laughs> when I when I get cute, I'm going to go back for the third time. And if I see him, it's on and popping. I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm tired of seeing you in Target. I need to see you in real life boom mic drop but anyway um yeah saw a dude outside the target the other target and he mm, yeah his his mustache was a little choppy mm-hmm. and i ain't never seen no mustache choppy like a bird you know sometimes it don't connect but a mustache mm-hmm. yeah that ain't gonna work yeah um as far as me, I'm thinking about messing with some old work. I don't know. But men has men have been irritating the hell out of me lately. So I don't know. I can't afford to spend a block for my mental health. <laughs> because if I spend a block on, on him again, I'm gonna be just like Mona. Why you being weird to me? I'm gonna be just like that video. Did you see that video? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> you got to send it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. But everything she was saying in her video is like these men really be selling you hopes and dreams when they Ooh. deep in the meat packages all the way hitting that spot. So I cannot afford to spend the block. It's just like, girl, is it really worth it for your mental health? It might feel good. But mentally, is it the best for you? No. So I'm I'm definitely looking for, you know, some fresh meat. <laughs> some fresh meat. But um, am I saying I'm actively in the pursuit of it? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not actively in the pursuit of it because I'm telling y'all these, these, well, I'm only on one dating site at the time. And just, it is the ghetto. It is the ghetto. The men are very jaded and short. And despite what my co-host said, I refuse to accept me being with a man that's the same height as me without heels on. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I read my mind, T-Man. I read my mind. Listen, <laughs> listen, God has a tall man for me that does not have a toddler penis or bad knees. He is out there for me. And I'm going a, I'm to a keep, I'm going to stay on ice until he makes himself appear (laughs) but in the meantime i'm gonna make sure i'm still looking summertime fine while i'm still wearing a mask because that ain't coming off but uh (laughs) but yeah so i'm not actively looking but like i said i mean the the thought has crossed my mind about spinning the block with with him but it's just like mm, and then you know had somebody else from years before we've known each other for years and I'm just like 
maybe that possibility may have crossed my mind, but I just feel like it is best for us to stay friends. Um, I feel like that opportunity that we had has way past us. Like that ship has sailed a long time ago. And so I just don't want to risk it. I just rather us, you know, just remain friends. I'd rather do that. I'm going to be like, I'm going to keep it a hundred. I don't, I'm not, you know how you will see a doom like, oh, he is fine. Like in person. Now I've seen some on social media, but I don't think those men exist. I think they're like clones or robots or something. <laughs> but um, just in person, they're like, oh, he is fine. And like, this your crush. Or um, I, I'm just not, men ain't doing it. For, women ain't doing it for me neither. Let me clear it up. And that's no offense to nobody. I like a big booty just like the next man does. Um, but you know, men just ain't, they don't have the ump for me right now. Like I said, cause they, they've irritated me so much just with like, I made a meme. I post on my Instagram stories. I talk a lot of stuff on my Instagram stories. Some things are true. Some things are not. Whatever you think is true, you can think it's true. That's fine. Um, I made a post that says, if you have a crush on me, cash at me a hundred dollars. I know that's right. So there was a man that decided to get in my inbox and tell me, I don't have a hundred dollars because I'm going out of town, but I do have a crush on you. What? I sent back <laughs> the Waka Flocka meme. Okay. When in reality, I wanted to say, nigga, you could have kept this shit to your damn self because I do not care. Mm-hmm. And I'll be trying not to. Um, my one male friend, he's a platonic friend, love him to death. Shout out to you, Mickey. Uh, because I know you be listening, you ain't slick anyway. <laughs> um, he like, you you mean. I'm like, I'm not mean. I just I don't got the patience to sit up here and pretend like you saying something that I like. Like you telling me good morning every morning and nothing follows. I don't like it. I'm gonna not reply. I'm not. And so I'm not actively looking. If he comes along, he comes along. If they come along, they come along. If you get what I'm saying, because may the best man wins. But I mean, you have fun on your dating website. I'm not going because it's a lot of the same conversations over and over you got to repeat the same thing they asking the same questions or and one of the main two of the main things that i hate i hate a who do you live with and i hate a can you send me a pic you just saw me five seconds ago you should have took a picture then it does not matter who i live with because you will not be coming to my home <laughs> it is just as simple as that i don't know what to tell you i don't know what type of lies these other ladies are telling you but no nobody knows where i live there has been a male suitor except for um one of my most recent ones and my daughter's father Otherwise, that no, you don't need to know and you won't know unless we about to get married. And that's the only reason you're going to know because we're going to move into our own house. You're not moving in with me. Not going to work. Yeah, see, 
that's why I'm taking a break, a hiatus. So if I see my boo in Target, though, I'm a page. I'm a page T, the code of triple sevens. So she know it's on. Hey. hey, well, see, I ain't come across no fine men that make me want to double back to Target, like I said, because all the fine men is not in Target no more. And now, since I can see everybody's face, because the mask mandate has been lifted, I am a okay. So, <laughs> what I would love is to successfully at least go on one date from a dating app. All it goes, all I'm getting is just men just sending me a heart because i use hinge to sending me a heart and i have been xing a no on every single person that they bring based on the preferences that i have filtered i don't think i've been on hinge i ain't gonna get on there because i I like hinge i like hinge but um i like but yeah it's just like i haven't seen and i'm telling you all these men is short i just be like or what is no, absolutely not. I rebuke that. But what another thing that irritates me about dating websites is when men put occupations like school of hard knocks. You is corny. Sir. Like you is a corny nut ass nigga. Like please stop putting that type of stuff on your dating app because it's not going to make me be interested in wanting to get to know you beyond looking at your pictures. So if you don't want to say what you do for a living, just don't post nothing. And I don't trust no man to say he's self-employed. Self-employed of what? What is it that you do for a living? I don't trust it. So I just be like, you know, I just keep that off. And oh yeah, most definitely if I see a black man that's a conservative, I definitely am going to swipe whatever the direction to say no is. A black conservative? No. I, I guess. I mean, ugh. Ugh, I don't want no black conservative man. And then you be telling me, oh, you can't wear that. Oh, you oh, you can't do this. And you know, because I can't imagine being with a conservative man um with us going out with a last hurrah on Twitter yesterday. I just cannot uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just can't imagine being with no conservative man and him saying stuff, even though I deleted most <laughs> deleted I definitely everything. deleted mine because I felt like <laughs> I mean it just like yo, that was the most traffic I have ever received in that feature. And I think it's because men was looking for straight up nudies. They had oh, to have been don't get me wrong. And women. I saw some. Oh, okay. Don't talk about me oh, in my face, T. Dang. But I definitely saw some nudies, and I was like, "Ooh." Okay. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm talking about as far as traffic to that feature for me. I think that's oh, yeah, what they yeah, was looking yeah. for, and they was disappointed because I didn't have them. But I see. All I'm gonna say is that women, black women specifically, because I don't care about white women, black women specifically, y'all are beautiful and y'all are works of art, and y'all did the damn thing. That's all I'm going to say. Like the men, you know, some of the men that I saw, okay, hmm, but the women showed out. We're just more creative when it comes to taking pictures. That's let's be real, yeah, but very creative and and just a, a simple. You don't have to do a whole lot either. It's the simplicity of your pictures is what is breathtaking. Mm. The men, y'all got some work to do, 
But I mean, I, I, I see they can slap it on the screen and it'd be okay. Yeah, sometimes that works, sometimes it don't. But I see some some nice premium meat packages. I ain't gonna lie, some nice I'm, ones. I'm still sure enough. You said the scooter hard knots. The only person that I and yeah, they be doing it, that on my shit. head because I'm a Baltimore's Ravens fan. So the only person that I will allow to say that is Terrell Suggs. <laughs> Anybody else? Don't say that because you sound stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, we gonna get this dating thing under wraps so we can come with y'all with some good tales mm-hmm. as of right now. Especially we in a pandemic, so um. The despite time- despite what this world is doing, they own thing and the CDC flip flopping mm-hmm. and our government, we are still in a pandemic. The the only type of testing that we want to be doing is. If we've been in contact with someone with COVID, that's yes. the type of testing that we're doing. But we want y'all to, those who are dating, not dating, if you're having fun, if you have 12 partners, two partners, one partner, 55 partners, I don't care. Be safe about it. Uh, strap up. If you're not strapping up, I mean, get tested on the regular. Don't make it a once a year thing because my doctor told me, well, yeah, you only need to come in once a year. I don't know if it was because I'm not having sex or is it because I don't know. But I'm still going to go when I feel like going, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Right. Um, and seek out your other options when protection. Um, the pull-out method doesn't always work. And that does not prevent STDs. Condoms, they prevent STDs, which you still, um, if you are performing any type of oral sex or anal sex. And with anal sex, um, you might want to double check on that because some people aren't as clean as they need mm. to be. And that's just, mm. you know, that's just me talking. So... Mm-hmm. Get tested on all get tested on all measures. Protect yourself. Seek other options. Otherwise, uh Trojan Magnum, the gold pack, because they sink and they they trash. <laughs> and some of y'all can't fit them looking like a hoodie. Man, clean your toys because that's another way for you to type uh to attract some type of BV or anything and mess with your sexual health. We just want yes. y'all to stay safe. Um you can find us on all streaming platforms. We are also on uh, Google Play. We're on Spotify. The actual podcast, not just the playlist. Get it? Okay. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Love Drop Podcast. On Instagram, Instagram Love Drop Pod. And Twitter, Love Drop Pod. On Twitter, I am I am Kirby Vixen. On Instagram, I am Kirby Vixen. UT. I am on Twitter at T the Gym. I am on Instagram at underscore T the Gym. And so far, I haven't had any other weird encounters. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, it's been good. It's been good. We talked about that on our anniversary episode. We are going to have Patreon um, material coming out and content coming out. We still have our um, hoodies, t shirts, our merch. Check merch out our merch. Yes. <laughs> Check out our other um our other podcasters on the network. They have good episodes. Um and it, it's a fun time over here. Yes, we, we really do fun have a great time. time. We have a great Follow time on our network. Network. It's Absolutely. 
Yes. And so most definitely, um, just as Reese mentioned, check out the shows and the content we provide behind the Patreon. Um, you know, you can become a, I believe the Blue Noise subscriber, I think it's $5 a month. Red Noise subscriber is $10 a month. I might have it flip-flopped, but. And, and then she, <laughs> she being real humble, y'all, because she's on like a few other. <laughs> yeah, so I am also co-host with Candace on the wind down behind our Patreon. Um, we discuss, you know, current news and the other podcast I am a co-host on is the Insecure Experience. Naturally, we are on hiatus until the final season of Insecure comes back. So look for that to come back and you can uh, as well, you know, hear me on here and, you know, and we, we love and appreciate you for rocking with us, um, even from the, the changes that went on behind the scenes and, you know, our listeners embracing a new co-host for Reese. So we love you. We appreciate y'all. Thank and we're open to us. all content, uh, all comments, all questions. Um, just we're open to it. Just be nice about it. Don't be weird. Be respectful. There we go. Be respectful. And you all have a good day, good night, good evening. We love you lovers. Bye-bye.